having a matcha. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. matcha. Every time anyone says matcha now, I think of that time when we rolled through that Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts in, um, oh, where was it? You know where the Roswell. aliens came? Yeah, yeah. Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> and we went through and they had that matcha and you, with all the sincerity in your body, went, nobody cares about non-coffee drinkers. I've, I, I know. And I meant it. <laughs> oh, well, welcome to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. Mm. I'm Charlie, and I don't care about not coffee drinkers. Wow. Okay. Mm. Wow. You're just gonna, mm. you're just, yeah, you're just gonna tell me that you hate me right at the start of um, the show, right? Mm, so everybody knows face. it. That I can Look, just it, I can just get on out of here then. Kick rocks. Tom <laughs> Sand, brother. Uh and this is my cousin Macy. Uh yeah. Um my name is Macy. And did you know that trees are like grass for giants? That's true. Mm. Do you think giants would like pick up a whole oak tree and like blow the leaves off of it why not you know we do it i bet they would i bet they just yank a whole tree up like when the when the leaves are changing like right now here when it's like old and then they just shake them all off because it's fun yeah Ooh. Ooh. i would i've got a question for you you know when you're walking and you get stickers in your feet Mm. yes i do what would that be what would that be for a giant okay so Real quick, for those of y'all who don't know, because we learned that there are people, bl- blessed, lucky people who live in the country that are not aware of what stickers are, but they are graspers that jab into your feet. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so if I was a giant, what is a grasper for me? Would it be like a, like a, I don't know, like a semi-truck? That's what I was wondering. I feel like they would have to be like man-made bullshit, like a, yeah. like a, Almost said like a like a metal dumpster or something, but that's not going to jab into the foot. I'm trying to think of what is sharp. I guess I those asshole park be- benches that they put spikes on so no one can sleep oh. on them. I guess those probably that would be the and um, I, with the same sentiment. Uh, yeah, aggressive. What do they call that? Like a- aggressive architecture. Yeah, there's a there's a name for that bullshittery. <laughs> um, but this is. The Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. It is. We're going to talk about witchcraft and stuff. What do, what topics do we have to bring to the proverbial table today? I'm talking today about a pretty um a pretty yule topic. Uh, talking oh. about Holly. <laughs> okay, listen. You know, sometimes when because we record apart, we are away from each other and sometimes just little tiny bits cut out and it's not really perceivable in the final recording but like to each other live in the moment it is you just did that and i don't know what you really said but in my ears you said i'm talking about me (laughs) (laughs) full stop (laughs) what did you really say Uh, Holly. Holly. Okay. (laughs) I just heard the very ass end of that. Um, Okay, I'm excited about that. Are we going to talk about the Holly King? We are. We are going to talk about the Holly King and 
The O-King. Mm, mm, mm. O-King can get out of here. He can get out of town. See, I thought I like you were going to say what I agree with, which is the O-King can get it, which is the more mm. truer statement of the two. Nah, I think the O-King needs to know his place and, and bugger off for a little bit. So I, team Holly King, baby! Well, you can say that all you want, but the Holly King's about to lose in like... <laughs> In like 18 days. Wait, hold on. Are we already there? Yeah, bro. December 21st, homie. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm -hmm. It it always feels so weird to me, the placement of it, because there's still so much. It's it's the same with Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer is the same to where it's, it's, yeah, it's like, but we're really not even into the hot part yet when when you have Midsummer. You know what blew my dick Mm. is the other day, um... It was the day we had that live recently, Facebook Live. You can join us uh, twice a month over on Patreon, patreon.com slash WBH podcast. <clears throat> um, but we did a live and the day was beautiful. It was that it was a few yeah. days after Thanksgiving and it had that classic. It was like, one of them fall yellow crispy days. It was so good. And I took some pictures and put them on Instagram because I couldn't I couldn't handle the leaves here are abnormally beautiful this year. Like my house, dude, let me tell you something like pulling into my house because we're sunk down in that hollow, like driving down Mm -hmm. the driveway and like it's all sweet gums and the sweet gums right now are just like neon fucking yellow. And it's just like a Hallmark movie every time I'm driving into my house. And so I I love it. I know it means death. It means uh, like all the leaves are about (laughs) to be gone. But man, what a fucking finale, you know? What a send off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We were driving around mom and dad's place. My my mom and dad live on this pretty like um i don't want to say i don't want to say like community because that brings up weird like hoa vibes but it's got like its own little lake and people buy slices of land to like build their house on right but um it is within like a little community we went driving around the other day and it it was so pretty and that's what dad kept saying dad just kept saying these sweet gums are beautiful sweet gums have the best color he was just so fucking amped and it was great because it was it was amp worthy. And even here, dude, at my apartment complex, there's a sweet gum tree that's da- yeah, okay, listen, you know, sometimes they're neon yellow. Sometimes they're bright orange. Sometimes there's like that unnatural green color. And then sometimes there's like a pink. Yes. Yeah. Dude, there's one tree and it's beautiful. And I hope it hasn't gone already. I noticed it yesterday and sun's already like kind of starting to set. So maybe by the time we finish recording this, the sun will be done. I'll try to snap a picture. It's got all fucking four. It's got all mm-hmm. fucking four. It's beautiful. It's the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. It, all of that to say, what was, mm. what was the point? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're just, <laughs> oh, I think we're just shedding mad point. love on leaves. Yeah, we're just, uh, the point, the point for me was that picture on Instagram got a lot of comments that were like, y'all are behind. <laughs> like y'all Y'all's leaves are like just now doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah, for real. Like, we, like, no, you're early. Yeah, that's how it feels. Like, I don't usually, you know, leaves start turning in November. That's just how it is mm-hmm. here. Like, there were pictures that I have, like, I feel like that I took, you know, of Penny and whatnot outside in early November, and it still looks like it could be May here. It's still just yeah. super green. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the funny thing is, is it's like I know people who not even just the people who are like wow that's just now happening it's like they're buried under like 20 feet of snow right now <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. And I'm not laughing about it. I'm just like, it's just, it's, it's I don't wild. know, kind of cool how things are different. But um, I'm going to talk to you today about acrimony, which is a plant. <laughs> Have you talked about agrimony? I don't think so. I searched for it. Agrimony. That's a weird mm. word that feels oddly familiar. Well, see, here's the thing. It's got, it's double, it's all double meaning up, love. Let me, okay. let me do a quick little Google. Um, so when you search agrimony, the plant comes up, right? But if you do agrimony pr- pronunciation, which I did because I wasn't sure how to, how to pronounce it, uh, we also have a couple of different definitions. Oh gosh, there was, oh, I've lost it now. But it was basically like, almost like a, like a, dis- like a, a tentious, like, disagreement, like, <sighs> Like you can be in agrimony, like you can, it, like it's a state of being, it's oh, almost like, okay. like a pissed offness, I believe. Okay. I think I could be, I could be mis, um, misdoing it, but I did stumble across something that sounded familiar, but hopefully I haven't done this. Like I said, I searched it and I searched both of its names, unless I used one of these little silly, silly names that it has, cause it's got 400 silly names. Some of the things in here do sound very familiar. Um, however, listen, the, the, the con- command F doesn't lie. I looked for it. Okay. Hey, hey, I trust it. I, I trust it well enough. The only time that has almost failed was when I was going to do Helichrysum and you had already done it with Life Everlasting mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. That's the yeah. only time that it, it almost did fail, but I trust it. Uh, You know, we still have the thing where... Much like we we made a pact many, many years ago at this point, if we ever did the same topic, we had to get obliterated and do the topic anyway. And that birthed the Aventurine episode. And Garnet. Listen to that if you haven't. It happened again with Garnet. It did. It did. But I feel it was, it was, you know, it was, um, it was new and fresh when it was. Oh, it's, yeah. The Aventurine one is chaotic as hell. Oh my God, dude. But it was a lot of fun. I think we just kind of started talking about MCR halfway through it. And it became <laughs> that's what the episode became. Um, but uh, we also have that kind of going with the whole, the t- like when we accidentally do a topic again. Like when we accidentally, and I, this is so weird. This is one of those things that before I did, like before I did this, before I, before I was a podcaster, uh. if I heard someone saying this, I would have rolled my eyes and been like, how the fuck do you not know what you've done already? Like, I know. I, I, I been, thought that I remember I listening. Away. I remember listening to shows and like uh, hearing people say that, like listening to podcasts before and being like, "I don't know if we didn't." Being like, ah, "You should have so much pride in your work that you remember." I yeah. don't remember. There's a whole topics that are just are sl- they've slipped out of my brain. They just oozed on out the moment they went in, and they're gone. It's so weird. It's it's almost like that oversaturation, you know, it's like you hit the point where you're studying so much that you're not absorbing anything anymore. Yeah. So I, I have gone back before to listen to an episode that we've done to like relearn it. But I did it as a listener because like I found like a bag of herbs and I was like, I wonder what this does. I know we did an episode on it. And like, that's how I retain that information is listening to the podcast as a listener, which is weird. But um, all of that to say, I'm talking about agrimony or agrimonia today. Um, and I do go first, but before, mm. before anybody goes, I got to readjust these stupid $12 Amazon headphones. Bro, we've got to get new cans, man. I've been meaning to yeah. tell you that we just need to like 
get them. We just need to get them because it's time. Mine are gross. They're shedding black fake leather on everything. I hate that. I had a, I had a chair, like an office chair that would do that. And it's like, every time you stood up and God forbid you were wearing fucking shorts, you were just covered and it was gross. Yeah, I can't. Um, (laughs) Before we go any further, today's episode is dedicated to our Patreon in the Patreon shout out segment. Uh, Carrie B. Thank you, Carrie B. For being a Patreon. You make the show go. I'm gonna love you, Carrie B. Forever and ever. Amen. Oh. As long as Carrie B. Sits and talks about, about the, the weather. weather. <laughs> as long as the weather sits and talks, talks about, about Carrie B. I love that song so much. I'm gonna move in to talking about acrimony. Do it or, then. as I said, <laughs> do it, nerd. Or agrimonia. Mm. Now, here the, the Latin on this one is agrimonia europatoria? Fun. Europatoria? Anywho, this one has a lot of AKAs. Here we go. And and uh, over on Wikipedia, they had such a concise, put-together little list that a lot of this comes from that. So here we go. Common agrimony. Cockleburl. Cockleburr. Church steeples. Stickwort. Sticklewort. Philanthropos. Wow. Ackercrot. Funifing. Just one more time with that one. Funifing. Funifing? Funifing. That's fun. It's like uh it's like fun of fing, fun of foam. You know? Like it's like it, it sounds like a fake word. <laughs> bada bing, bada bing. Liverwort. Mm. Our uh harvest uh harvest lice. Gross. Um, let's see. Burr marigold. Mm. No, Fairies it's not. wand. Okay. Uh Fairies wand strawberry leaf grass. Lung grass. There's like a lot of these names. Dude. Um I think I think I've hit the end of it. Have you said oh, was, and, and was Goatheads on the list? No. Not that I see. Why? Because that's a common you're talking about sticker burrs, aren't you? Aren't all of those things things for sticker burrs? Okay, so apparently sticker burr is kind of a catch-all for any kind of seed that is encased in a sticky pokey thing that will catch like velcro okay and you're not talking about all things you're talking about one specific thing yes yeah i'm not talking about all things that are um what we would call stickers um also i know some people call them just straight up cockerburls even cockerburl cockerburl anyway i don't really call them that i just call them stickers um but okay. I know before we have seen that as an AKA on other things. So it's it's sort of like the like in the gnat episode, just like a catch-all. Like not everything like gnat's not really a real thing, but it's still the label that we put on that. So that's kind of what I'm gathering is like stickers aren't from one particular plant. Um, but many plants can have stickers. Anyway, my favorite of all of those is uh inhale grass. Yeah, that's <laughs> in Inhale. That's like an alien name. 
Yes. <laughs> this is inhale grass. It also inhale sounds like grass. an instruction. To like, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the name, the like actual name, um, agrimony or agrimonia comes from the Greek word agrimon or agrimon, which means a plant that heals eyes. Um, so from that, you can take, dude, sometimes the Greeks crack me up. They're just so, so stupid literal, um, in what they call things. And it's like, now we don't see that. We just see like agrimonia, whatever, whatever. But like back then that was just literally plant that heals eyes. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Rub it on your eyes. You'll see better. Rub this, rub this on your eyes. And from that, you can gather what some of the uses were. Although weirdly enough, even though it was called like plant that heals the eyes, healing eyes is a very small part of what this was used for. Mostly, There's (laughs) so many, so many better names they could have gone with. Uh, Anyway, this plant is native to the uh, Northern hemisphere. Uh, Particularly I saw Europe, North America and parts of Africa. Um, also, I'm going to guess that that Latin, the Europe-toria kind of plays into that. I don't know. I see half of the word Europe in that. Mm-hmm. So I feel smart when I can try to break down Latin. Um, anyway, don't confuse this with similar plants in, that I've seen. Um, uh, there's like many plants called liverwort. This was also called liverwort. So make sure that what you're dealing with is acrimonia Europe. Toria, uh, that is spelled E-U-P-A-T-O-R-I-A. Uh, and then let's see, there's also Potentilia or Potilia is a plant that looks similar, but you should not uh, confuse it with. However, if you are sure that this is what you have, this is like an incredibly safe plant. It's weird because um, I feel like anytime I've done an herb recently, it's been very heavily metaphysical mm. and not so much uh meta i guess medical uh, mundane we'll call yeah. it okay. uh, but this one has so many like mundane uses particularly if you are using this in like a home health situation or an herbology thing always talk to your doctor never rely on shit like this just because you you heard us say it like go to go to the doctor right and then if they say that this is chill to use along with your medicine this is my disclaimer then then go ahead for it but anyway outside of that this is a wonderful uh, pollinator they attract honeybees they attract uh flies and anything that that pollinates because they do produce a lot of pollen um and lastly like we also talked already talked about the seeds that they kind of shoot out are uh, sticky and will stick to your clothes and will stick to uh, your hair, everything. I saw that these are particularly sticky seeds. And when I say sticky, I don't mean because they like ooze a substance. They're grabby. It's just that Velcro. Yeah, they're grabby, which is almost worse. It's so frustrating. You can can wash, you can wash a syrupy, like stickiness out of your clothes. And I know Mace, you and I were just talking about this, like, off off screen behind the scenes but like trying to wash any clothes and just coming just getting fucking sticker burrs that's why I, I can't wear i can't have sherpa in the house i can't have it i, I, I love it for I, the first i won't clothes. have microfiber 
Yeah, yeah, same thing. Both of them not allowed because inevitably something is going to get sticker burrs in it because the dogs bring them in and it's going to grab into those blankets. And no matter what, there's always going to be sticker burrs in either the Sherpa or the microfiber, whatever uh-huh. it is. I, it's just the way things are. No matter how much you pick them out. No. no yeah, it's a forever much, problem. Sometimes it's a forever problem and sometimes they get so embedded it's that done you're just like well i guess that lives there now yeah it's yeah. done it's i, I can't um, handle it it's very stressful for me <laughs> <laughs> one of the many reasons i kissed microfiber goodbye do you remember the chokehold that oh microfiber had the God, world in? man yes I it was do. like the new hot thing in like what like 20 2010 that era. yeah it was right about it was right about that i actually have i still have a microfiber couch from when we got one from when i lived at home during that period i have the same couch in my living room and it's i hate it but see that's an okay microfiber i hate it that i mean it's okay but like the the microfiber cloths you get for cleaning that suck, by the way. They leave everything fucking streaky. They they micro-scratch everything because there's plastic in microfiber. Fucking, they get hair and cockerbarls and just everything in the world Sand. sticks to them in the dryer. Yeah. It's- they suck. And... I can't stand touching them. I can't. I don't like how it feels. Stand it's, not, it's it's feel that's why I don't like touching I don't like how squishmallows feel or whatever those things. Like I they they We learned that very, recently. Yeah. Yeah. We learned that Macy hates the squishmallow, which I can see. I can see like by touching them, like I can see that they would be a like a sensory kind of thing for some people. Like I get that. I'm not one of them. I think they're very soft and squishy and cuddly. But it's just funny that like different sensory things freak people out. Different, like, my, yeah, like for different big, people. Di- different things freak different people out. One of my big ones is, and I'm gonna vom even thinking about it, is like wet food in the sink. I you hate ever just it. touch a piece of wet food. I hate it, and then you just want to evaporate. I, I don't like it. Mine is uh, <laughs> very specifically in the similar vein. I don't really mind washing food off of dishes, whatever, but having to wash a dish with peanut butter off. In the sink, ah. because peanut butter, for some reason, immediately, as soon as the water and you're scrubbing it and it's soapy and it's gross, it fills the whole kitchen with peanut butter smell. Wet peanut butter. It smell. does. And it's immediate. And I'm just, I just, yes. I just try to get through it as fast as I can. I hate it. And I love peanut butter, but it's like in that setting, it's awful. Brother, I'm the same way about eggs. Yeah. That's, I, if I ever cook eggs, I have to immediately wash it up because if you sit there and you let it sit and then you yeah, have to scrub it, it later, it gets egg yeah. smell. Yeah. Yeah. Blech. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I want to talk a little bit <laughs> about my asthma. Let's talk about <laughs> acrimony, uh, the history of particularly. So, um, <laughs> sorry. I'm literally still cringing about egg smell. Uh, so this, this has been used for, Medic- medicine forever just as long as they've fucking mm. had it there are so many like old historians who have spoken about this um it also has been used in a magical sense for a very long time uh going back to that name the greek name uh it, what was it a, a plant that heals the eyes they would use it for the ancient greeks would use it for cataracts but like that is such a small part of what they would use it for uh it, they would use it for foot baths and and like people with super tired feet okay. like soldiers and stuff would would have this now 
I didn't see anywhere that this was one of the herbs they would shove in the shoes of Romans. I was about to say, this reminds me of that, when the Romans would just stick it in their sandals. I'm very surprised that I didn't see that. Uh, But what I did see is that they would uh, use this for sleep. Now, they would use this medicinally for sleep to, like, go to sleep and help you um, sleep deeper and stuff like that. But also magically, because it would um, help keep away nightmares. Mm -hmm. And it would help protect you from witches. You need that. While you slept. You need that. They're everywhere. Also, this is apparently another one of those herbs that cures the elf shot. Now, if you don't. If you don't remember, elf shot was sort of the term that they gave any ailment, ailment that they could not find a reason for. Elf shot was just like, this person's sick. We don't know what it is. The elves must have done it. I Um, love it. I'm so glad that happened. I I do. I love any time that there's elf shot involved. Mm -hmm. So they would use this to treat their eyes. They would use it for uh, like intestinal problems. And this is one of those things that... As this evolved, we saw the reasoning for that. Um, this can still be used today. We'll get a little bit more into it for some of these old reasons because we found that there are properties within this plant that do help things like they used to use it for. They used to use it for gallbladder problems. They used to use it for like um, UTIs or like any kind of uh, bladder infection, uh, kidney, kidney I don't want to say kidney disease, but just like something's going on in that area. Mm. Um, They would also drink it when they had diarrhea uh, and it would help to kind of solve that issue. Mm. And a lot of people would take baths in it because they noticed it helped their skin when they did it. Um, Also, if it was something a little more serious... Um, so this is, this is also from Wikipedia. This was shortly after the, that list of long names. And it, this is beautiful. Anglo-Saxon called it Garclive. It used to treat wounds, skin blemishes, and snake bites. An early herbal remedy used was a mix of agrimony, human blood, and pounded frogs to Gross. treat internal <laughs> <Ew>. bleeding. <laughs> Fucking nasty. Yeah. Pounded yeah, frogs. Pounded frogs. Oh my god. The treat. <laughs> all, all, this treats your internal bleeding, brother. Dude, apparently. I don't know if putting pounded frogs into my body <laughs> is going to help anything. Why is pounded what sets me off here? It's the worst Pounded part. frogs. <laughs> oh my god. Uh all right, all right. Um, the, the, <laughs> going on with with written things here, I saw on botanical.com, the magic power of acrimony is mentioned in old English manuscripts. And here is like a, I don't know if they meant for this to be a poem or what, but this is from an old medical manuscript. Mm. And I'm going to read it as is written. I'm not trying to put on any accent or anything. This is as written because this is very old. Okay. If it be laid, L-E-Y-D, if it be laid under man's heed, it shall sleepen as he were deed. Uh. He shall never dread ne walken, to fro under his heed it be tacken. And what this means is uh, something that they used to believe is if you were to slip this under the head of someone to help sleep... They would sleep until you removed this from under their head. Ah. Um, 
Wow. Yeah. Later in, now this is just a little aside. This is funny to me. Later, after this poem on botanical.com, they say, <laughs> they say Gerard believed in its efficacy. They okay. never mention who Gerard is. Who's Gerard? I read this whole thing. They mention Gerard four <laughs> times. Four times, but never give background to it. They just say Gerard believes in its efficacy. What? He says a decoction of leaves. He says a decoction of leaves is good for them that have naughty livers. With so a K? Gerard's trying to help. <laughs> N-A-U-G-H-T-Y livers. No. Um, that's not it. Yes. Shut up. That's what it is. That's what it was. Naughty livers. Gerard said that, Macy. Now, oh my God. like I said, I read I read this whole thing a couple of times, really thinking like, no, there's no way that this is a reference. Even in the um even in the um um citations and stuff, I could not find it. So I I did some searching and I believe that this refers to John Gerard, a um herbalist, botanicalist in 1545. I cannot say that for sure. Okay. But reading well, listen, the, that makes more reading, sense than d- reading random. Gerard believed that it helped <laughs> your naughty liver was the highlight of my fucking day, dude. Yeah, that's great. Um, we also have a visit from Pliny the Elder. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pliny the Elder steps in and uh, called it an herb of authorite, which I'm going to guess is like authority I don't, I, I don't i don't fucking know and also we've got a visit oh god macy i can feel it i can feel it taking oh, over oh the spirit oh the spirit of nicholas Culpepper. oh good our friend herb is also believed to be effective in <laughs> treating of hemorrhages and gout this also helps with sores about the body <laughs> and it helps with a sore back wow Thank you. Which to go from th- to things like thank you Nicholas he's retreated he's gone um, wow. to, to go from things like hemorrhaging and like sores all over your body to like an achy back yeah that's but thank a you, pretty Nicholas. broad uh, area of use. <laughs> Yeah, everything. <laughs> I'm starting to think Nicholas Culpepper, along with all of these dudes, just said shit. I think they were just every herb. They were like, it helps your hangnails it and your will feet help the hurting body. <laughs> your naughty liver. I that um, is silly. Whose liver is naughty? Who? Whose is who, naughty? who are they talking Dude, about? When we're, like, any time in the future that I don't feel good, instead of being like, man, my throat hurts, I'm going to be like, man, my throat's being naughty today. It's being naughty. <laughs> this is body being naughty, I man. I <laughs> this body being naughty. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Good God. Stupid. Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, he, also, historically, this plant was one of the plants grouping, like, thrown into the plants that people would call all heels. You know, we've seen that several times that an AKA of a plant might be like all heal. This was one of those that sure. was in there. And moving, whatever, dude, sure. Moving into the metaphysical, um, one of the names of this plant was church steeple, 
So people are, uh, it is thought that another metaphysical use for this throughout history was the repelling of evil spirits. Okay. Now, getting into, well, I said moving into the metaphysical, I, I actually lied. Moving into the, the mundane and kind of the medical things. This has come through uh, with us just as we've evolved and stuff like that. This is one of those herbs that has stayed in popularity because, mm. of, as we have found out, this has um, anti-bacterial uh, properties. So, yes, it does help with the skin. So when they would take baths in it or they said, hey, this helped heal my scratches and cuts and shit like that. Um, yeah, it has those antibacterial properties to it. It also um, helps with inflammation when taken internally. So when they would give it to people who had uh, coughs, mm. colds, if they're... Um, they were going through anything that might if their if their body was a little naughty in it it would help if it dealt with inflammation so we're talking okay. anything that comes along with your your everyday cold and flu mm. we're also talking about uh the UTI situation and that is something that it is used mostly for today the com- the combination of the antibacterial as well as the uh way that it helps to increase your natural um immune system mm. and the way that it helps to lower uh, inflammation makes it kind of a, a nice little combination to throw into any teas or anything that you take to help with like a UTI or bladder inf- uh, infection also really does make it good for if you are going through a cold or if you have the flu, just any kind of, any kind of sickness. Cause it, it's, it's a nice tea. It's not, it's not going to cure you, but if you're making tea for yourself and you're sick and you want your tea to actually make you feel better, like, Make you some throat coat, but like maybe also throw some agrimony into it. It's going to help in that regard. Mm. Now, one thing I did see that was interesting is they would use this for diarrhea. And it totally helps. If you are having a case of the trots, this will bind you up. It'll bind you up good. However, if you're not having a case of the trots and you take it internally, this could very well back you up. So just be careful. So use it when you need it. Use it when you need it. Use it when you need it. Um, if you think that you can afford being a little bit backed up, now I'm not saying that this is going to like back you up for days. I'm just saying it might make it a little harder to poo. So like if your sickness, if your flu is worse than you going like, ah, eh, shit, I might not be able to poo tonight. Sure, go for it. But you, you got to weigh your own options, you know? Okay. Um, outside of stuff like this, this plant makes a beautiful yellow dye. The later in the year that it is um, harvested or the later the later towards uh what, what do you call it like the flower's life the later in the flower's life like before it dies you get more of a pale blue versus mm-hmm. earlier like um as blue? it's coming up it's did i say a pale <laughs> hue i think i meant okay did i say blue you did it's okay though brother <laughs> um versus later in the year um or i'm sorry earlier in life it is a more of a deep yellow. Apparently. Metaphysically. So agrimony has been used through a lot of different uh, magical backgrounds and religious, like religious magical workings. So it's been used through Santeria. It's been used in Wicca. It's been used in Hoodoo. And it has been used in just like traditional folk magic, which I think is interesting that this is one of those that just sort of spans 
a lot of different things. And from what I saw, now I cannot speak to things like hoodoo and Santeria or anything that like I do not, you know, practice. I can't speak to that. But from what I saw on a very surface level, the usage of it seems to be pretty consistent. Mm. You know, sometimes you'll see like, hey, in this practice, this herb is used for this purpose. But in this practice, it's used for something wildly different. We, mm. we come across that a lot. Um, but this seems to be pretty like uniform all the way through. And those properties are, um, keeping away bad energy. It's a good protectant. It's wonderful to throw into like your floor cleaning, uh, however you do that, whether you do like a sweep or a wash or whatever, Mm. um, because it kind of helps to create a little bit of a protective layer. Now, the thing is from everything I saw, when you're using this herb, you're using this herb like a mirror. So this is not only protecting or absorbing or whatever this is like returning to cinder so if there is any kind of uh negativity we'll call it sent your way from someone this is an herb that will take that and go no thank you and send it right back so if you're not into that keep that in mind uh i myself am very into that um this is also going to help to uh uh, even if, uh, what I'm trying to say is even if it wasn't sent to you, it's going to help to kind of return it to where it came from. So just sort of, it's, it's the rubber to the, the bad stuff's glue. Is that how that worked out? Sure. I you were glue. It, whatever you say bounces off me and back to you. Is that, that feels wordy. To you. Children aren't smart enough to come up with that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. So use this anytime that you want to use a little bit of not only uncrossing, but uncrossing and, hey, you tried to fuck with me, take this back. I personally would throw this into a bath. I think that would be fucking great. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to help you, your your body, your physical body. My body. It's also going to help your skin because of the skin helping anti-inflammatory, antibacterial shit. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your tub. Please, like, if you're using herbs, put it in, like, a little tea ball or something. Because, like, nobody wants that in their drain. But it's good for you. It's good for your house. It's good for your aura. It's it. This just seems like a good cleanser all the way around. Um, if, if we're moving on kind of past that and we're talking about more like associations, you can associate this plant with Jupiter uh, and it is very airy. So any of the air signs or if you are wanting to represent air on an altar or air within spells, this can be used in that way. Um, this can also help to bring a little bit of that protective um protective nature to your emotions. Mm. So something I saw, and I wish I had my exact reference here. I I don't, but um, something I saw that I thought was really interesting is if you are somebody who copes particularly with uh, humor and that stuck out to me because that's me, (laughs) you know? So if you're somebody who will cope with humor or try to like laugh off or perhaps even hide feelings behind like, haha, it's so funny. Um, this will help to kind of balance that out because that's something that can get out of hand pretty quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know we talked about it recently in, in like, you can do it so much that it, it's actually, it, it actually kind of starts to manifest, mm-hmm. you know? So take a break from that. Maybe use a little bit of this stuff again, take a, take a bath in it if you can, if you're not allergic to it. Right. And, and try to kind of help balance that out. Um, 
And an interesting thing that I saw recently was like someone was like, I'm going to flip it. So instead of like joking, you know, like my humor, I'm joking about like, I'm such, I'm trash, haha. And then like accidentally just fucking falling down that black hole of actually feeling that way. Like start joking about good, like flip it around, like joke about the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't sound natural, you know, like joke about like how good things are going. (laughs) And it's like, I I kind of, it sounds, it sounds so dorky, but like joke about how awesome you think you are. Like joke about how fucking hot you are, you know? And, and instead of being like, Oh, I look like a monster today, you know, no, like flip that around. And and I've kind of tried to start doing this and you feel so fucking stupid at first, but like, it kind of starts to be fun after a little while. I mean, even if you're laughing at yourself, you're still laughing, you know, like, yeah, you're still laughing and you're still saying, the positive thing. So yeah. instead of saying the negative thing and laughing at yourself, say the positive thing. Even if it's yeah. dorky and you're like, oh my God, this sounds so stupid. Because I, I struggle like, with that too. Like when I, if I try to like, like I'll, I'll make myself laugh because I will be feeling like, and not about this specifically, but when I try to force something sometimes that feels like an exercise, it will yes. make me laugh because it's yes. weird feeling. And that's what I do when I'm uncomfortable is I laugh very often. And But, but at that- the end of it, you're, you know what? You're laughing a little bit, even if it, You're even if it's and forceful self-kindness. I would, I would rather laugh because I felt goofy than say something that I'm trying to convince myself is funny because I feel bad, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd be like, oh, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm going to do this because I fucking suck. <laughs> That's mm. like not a real laugh, right? No. But, um, anywho, so moving on from that, uh, there are some cool ways that you can work with this, uh, like in, in combining this herb with other herbs. When combined with Angelica, this makes a particularly good, like anti, um, anti people talking behind your back kind of thing. Got it. Um, right. And it can also help in cases of courtroom stuff. Mm. It can help. If, if say you are in a particular situation where you're going up against somebody who is trying to maybe slander your name, mm. you know, or they are trying to in other, in other ways lie. They're trying to lie on you. Like Angelica mixed with this can be very helpful in making a little bit of a shut the fuck up combination. Okay. Outside of that, you can also just add this to your regular spells as a general little extra oomph to mm. your protection. So if you're already, if you're throwing together like a protective spell, you get, you get your little black candle, you got, I don't know what else, ever else you're using for protection. Toss some of this on top of it. It's not Angelica. I must call it ange- agrimony. Throw a little agrimony in there and it will help to keep you nice and protected and uh, also keep people from saying, keep, keep your name out, out of, of their, their mouth, mouths. I guess. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, that's, uh, that's acrimony. I, in, I keep, I like want, it. I want the word to be alimony, but it's not. I want it to be anything but agrimony. I swear to God, agrimony. this whole episode, every time I've stuttered or said, um, which is a lot, I understand I'm working on it. But anytime I've done that, it's because in the back of my head, I keep wanting to call this like Angelica or any of the other names yeah. that have been in this episode, like, but not fucking Agrimony. Not agrimony. And then I had to scroll up and look. Yeah, it reminds me of like agrarian, like any other word that's not agrimony. Maybe that's, listen, okay. You remember in The Witches, what is it? The Witches of Eastwick? 
Yes. Do you remember how nobody can remember his name? Uh, old, old, what's it? Old, yeah, Nick, the devil. Whatever his name. Uh-huh. The de- because he's the devil. And, like, no one can ever remember his name. Maybe that that's what this is doing. Like, maybe in the way that it helps people not slander you and not talk about you. Like, maybe it's just keeping us from not talking about it. We could talk or not or talk not about talk it. For hours, for hours. Still find things to not talk about. All right. All right. I feel like I learned something. Uh, I learned a couple Good. things. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad. Mm. Mm. Macy, you know you know what's you know what's just around the corner? Yule. It's the most wonderful time. Of it's the Yule, Yule time. It's Yule yeah, time with stuff Yule. and presents and Yule. Is it huffing presents? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fun, <No>. man. <laughs> Snort them up. Uh, no, we're we're talking to you today about Blessed Be Magic. And we've got things talking about gifts, talking about things to stalk your stuffing with. And I'm excited about I it. I love, I love that you have twice now said stock stuffing. Yeah. I mean, because it's perfect. And because one of the things I, I didn't Wait, realize. Are, until, are you hearing what? it, though? Instead of stuffing, instead of stuff stocking, you're saying stock stuffing. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Stock stuffing. You're right. Stuff stockings. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but you are correct. These are the perfect stocking stuff stocking stuffing stalkers <laughs> yeah but these are these are the, these are the perfect stocking stuffers for you no matter what you celebrate i mean you maybe you don't have stockings maybe you don't stuff nothing maybe you just want to give a, a winter a winter time present to someone you love and if you're if you're wanting to do that you've got you've got some some avenues that you can take for trying to pick the right thing so you've got the gift guide for witches, which is super fun, and it's broken up into different categories that you can peruse down, which is which is helpful if you're trying to if you're trying to find the thing for the person. My dude, it's so helpful because it's not just like, hey, here's a gift guide of a random assortment of things. It's they've got gifts under like certain prices. They've got stocking stucker, st- stuffing stalker gifts. <laughs> they've got gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the top five gift picks. And I'm, I'm taking a peek at these. And I'm, I'm quite proud to say that the Lilith Sigil uh, midi pendant necklace is on that top five. Not only that, it's selling out soon. So if you're into that, if that's your bag, if that is whoever you are gifting to's bag, jump on it. It's almost gone. And if you know that... You just if you just know that this that blessed be magic is totally going to be somebody's bag, but you like you don't know what to get them. They have gift cards, bro. You can oh, yeah. get gift cards, which is just a really really great. way. I love getting gift cards. I know this is something that you and I talked about recently, to where it's like no, yes. I'm I am not disappointed when I receive. I don't consider it thoughtless. I don't like. It's just like yes. Gift cards are the best. I I love them. And so if you're not sure what to get, get them a Blessed Be gift card. If that's like something that you'd like, you know that this would be a good fit, but you just don't want to. Because sometimes it's hard to say, especially if you're getting a talisman. You're like, oh, but what if they like connect to like, what if they connect to one that like they pick, you know? And so it's like, this is a good way to just be like, here you go, go, go wild. And that's just really fun. That's a really fun way to do it. If you know, if you know somebody is going to dig the, um, if you know somebody's going to dig these little talismans, your little everyday witchy talismans, but you 
you like want to make it a fun thing a gift card would be perfect like with a little note card that's like hey let's like go online together and yeah the one that calls you i think that would be a little fun a little fun shopping trip so it's it's still early in December. So if you want to go ahead and get some some gifties for some lovelies, you can do it, uh, and preferably the sooner the better because we all know how holiday shipping gets. Like, Ooh. I mean, honestly, already because of Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all of that that just happened. So go ahead, give a peruse, give a look at all times. There is the all caps code witch batch. For 15% off. That's there for you guys. So yeah, give the gift guide a look. It's fun to play around in. It's nice and organized. If you get overwhelmed sometimes, like visiting a new shop for the first time, uh, they have it really organized out for you. And that is Blessed Be Magic, magic with a K, dot com. And again, that all caps, which bitch for 15% off. Which bitch? I'm going to talk to you about Holly. Oh, so there's a lot of folklore in this one. Holly is rich in in the folklore and things like that. And so to be specific, I'm going to be talking about like a common Holly, English Holly, the scientific name, I believe is Ilex aquifolium. And this is... Ilex sounds like a medication. It sounds cool. Ilex. Um, it is uh, the one that you think of when you think of holly. It's got the green spiky leaves. It's got the bright red berries that look like they are poisonous because they are to you. And they're they're pretty, you know, they're really pretty. I, you they, fucking Jessica. They make me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make me uh, think of uh, home, honestly, because my mom's house uh, the whole front is lined in uh, holly bushes, and I just grew up around them. And so I, they're very—I don't know—I think of home. They're very normal to me. But there's a lot going on with the with the holly bush uh, slash tree. We'll get into that in a, in a little bit. Um, but uh, to to start, so they're a they're a flowering plant. They're in the family Aquifoliaceae. Aquifoliaceae. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and they are water, water plants. It reminds me of aquaphor. That's, that's what it sounds like. Um, native to Western and Southern Europe, parts of Northwest Africa, and uh, parts of Southwest Asia. So it is an evergreen tree and shrub. <laughs> um and it, I'm sorry. What I don't. That? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It sometimes it was a tree, and sometimes <laughs> it was a shrub, bro. I don't know. Uh huh. I think it kind of depends a little bit on if you've trimmed it to be a tree. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or if you let it be a shrub. Mm. But I don't know. Let it. Let it be a shrub. <laughs> so it's basically, so I can either grow as like a single trunk, kind of a tree situation, or a multi-stemmed thicket uh, situation. So that's what I have for you on that. Uh, but the leaves are are thick. They're very shiny. They're very glossy, waxy, uh, dark green, 
and they have little spikies on them. They have little tips, little pointy nips that will get you more than you think. Uh, and they, they also flower. So the flowers are small. They're not, they're, they're very, uh, as I saw, uh, inconspicuous. And, oh. um, they're, they're lightly scented, but it's sweet. Uh, it's a, it's a nice scent, but it's not very pungent, not very, uh, loud. And the then you get pungent. those pungent. It makes me think of cheese, pungent. which makes me happy because I get happy when I think about cheese. Um, yeah, I do. Especially a pungent cheese, a good, a good, like, it's a whole taste bud and nasal cavity filling, just like mm. cheese. <laughs> it's one of the best things in the world. Oh. <laughs> anyway, they also are known for their telltale loud ass berries that you can't miss. They're real pretty. They, if you've had to walk around any store ever that has Christmas decor- decorations, oh, <laughs> decorations, uh, there are holly berries and bushes everywhere. They're in your face. They're all over the place. So you, that, that they're just iconic. They're an iconic plant. Aww. The berries are a pretty vital food source for some animals, uh, such as birds and little mammals, like um, different kinds of mice. And I've actually found a couple of, like, I found stores of these before on accident, and I felt really bad about it. Like, there was a day (laughs) that uh, I was raking. So we live in a wood house and under a bunch of oak trees, and wet leaves just want to fall on it and and rot our house. And so I have to rake leaves away from the house that like blow into a certain area. So I was raking all the leaves that had blown into this area and were like climbing up part of the house. And I got to the bottom of it and with like one of the last rakes came like a whole shit pile, like 70 to 100 little red berries just came shooting out at me from where I had <laughs> raked. And I felt so bad because it was somebody's like cash, you know? So I tried to like get them all back together and I left some leaves on top of it. And I hope that they weren't too scared to come back because there was like a feast of holly berries in there. Somebody's stash. I know. For thing, oh, there were so many. I can't even tell you how many journeys that thing was to take in to find all those berries. So I'm thinking, like, Dude, it brother, came back and got. Can it. you imagine? You take I don't know twenty trips to Walmart, and you make yourself the sweetest ass little pile of fig newtons, <sighs> and then some giant comes along and just bats at it for no reason. How mad? Is it? How yeah. mad? They're all scattered around and. Stale. Oh, Ooh, I'd want to. I'd want to crawl into that giant's bed and bite their butt. I'd be real sad about it. Yeah, no, I, I bet that this small creature felt much the same, but paired or layered with a, a sense of urgency of uh, life or death. <laughs> that is the yeah, oncoming yeah, yeah, yeah. winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't a fun snack. No. This is their livelihood. Their livelihood. I felt like a real dick. <laughs> so. Uh, holly, uh, this holly, uh, English holly, common holly, you know the one, it can get up to mm. 10 meters in height, but I'll, like more than that, I saw up to 50 feet or 15 meters. Uh, so it can get pretty big apparently, which seems really big to me, but 
big. I guess that's the case. And you typically, though, and I think that's because I'm used to seeing it in the much more tidy, like, three-foot height, uh, the the, sh- the shrubby hedge height. Mm. And they're pretty slow growing. And apparently they are a hard wood. <laughs> Interestingly, I saw that they are the whitest as of the hardwoods, apparently. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're like, I guess it's just like a white wood. Uh, so that's a that's a fact about Holly that you can take. Uh, they are <laughs> really common Uh-oh. hedges because, listen, they just want to be hedges. They do so good as hedges. They make a pretty formidable little wall. Uh, you can trim them with the cool shears. That was always Rustin's job because he could get them straight. And work his way down, and, and it was always that was his job is he'd have to go out and trim the hedges, and they've looked the same for decades now. They're very dependable holly Great. bushes. I'm telling Love you. Love that. I'm <laughs> telling you. I, uh, they really and they don't ask for much. They don't need anything. They don't die. They just exist i think my mom lost one they had to replace one because of the I like to think the ice it's storm. one little holly berry that you're talking about just one little berry fell off no yeah it no just the they like it was it was like a it was like a a monumental thing for one of these bushes to die Oh. Yeah, and it, I mean, it got replaced, and now you can't hardly tell. But like, it was like, what? One of the one of the holly bushes died? Really? Wow! Because like, they don't. They've die. been around for long as I can remember, dude. Yeah, and they don't get watered. They just they just get the nice roof tar runoff. It's all they want. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes them really happy. They thrive. Gross. So they love that poison. They love it. Holly doesn't usually uh, get to, like, reach its full lifespan. Apparently, this is – it can live a long time. Like, up to, like, 300 years, apparently. Like, I saw one place and it's, like, 500 years. And I was like, that's a lot. But, like, 300 years uh, I saw on, like, a, like – like, Royal Botanical Gardens website. And I was like, I'm going to trust that. So – but – like they oftentimes they don't even make it to a hundred years. Like whether like a storm blows them over is or a fire burns light? them down, or no, nothing like that. Actually, I saw in oh some God. places that these can be. They're like, uh, it's like they're not. They're like they're kind of invasive. It's like I don't. I couldn't tell if they were full blown. Listen, this is invasive, or like we we keep an eye on these, you know. But um, mm-hmm. no, I think they're doing just. They're doing just fine. Do you so, hear that plane in the sky that sounds like an actual vibrator? I do. It's really tooting. Okay. It's tooting on by. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, speak, Five stars. Speak, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, <laughs> it's all... Oh, dude. It's all... It's living... It's taking up too much room in my brain. I... Listen... Backstory will be quick. We can't give the whole thing. Macy found a very funny review via the Twilight shit posting group. It's awful. Y'all cringe. The worst cringe you can imagine. And not at all self aware, I don't think. Uh, But if it is, it's hysterical. That was real? I thought it was trying to be funny. No. 
Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't okay. get that It vibe. was a review for a, a toy, a sexual toy. Yeah. Y- you didn't get that vibe? Ah. Uh, did it? <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I, I, you know what? We'll see upon rereading. I hope so. I would prefer that. If, if so, it's goddamn hysterical. So well, now I've got to reread it through a serious lens, and I feel like yeah. that's going to make me sad. I know it is. It's Five very stars. is worse. So okay, Holly is a good place for little animals to take shelter in. Uh, it's got this deep, shady kind of underbelly to it because the the branches are very tangly and thick, and the leaves very dark, and it's also thorny. So. Things don't just always want to go into like a hedgerow of holly. So little hedgehogs will cozy up underneath holly bushes. Uh, birds and other Aww. small critters will take shelter. My mom's, they it's just a great place for wasps. Makes them real happy. Wasps mm. love yes. those bushes yeah. so much. They sure do. So let's get into some folklore. So like the yew tree, it's easy to understand the fascination that people had with Holly and how it got its way into so much folklore because it's really showing out when everything else around it is dormant and bare, you know, like even to the point of like, think about way back when think about the, the concept of vibrant colors, you know, we're so used, Mm. we're so used to seeing vibrant color, but like, man, even paint pigment was made by crushing up, things and you know textiles were like dyed oftentimes neutral unless you were fucking rich and in general like people didn't have an accent well you know like it was a much like the world wasn't as colorful and of course you had like wildflowers and whatnot in the spring but in the winter time there's not much color and so in this time when everything else is bare you have this just electric red that's just there, oftentimes contrasted against the snow. Like you can't miss it. And, and so you can understand sort of like, like how people noticed it and are like, ooh, you must be special. It's sort of like the friend that you're like, hey, we're going casual today, so don't dress up. And they're like, okay. And then they show up in like a prom dress. Right. Sometimes. But then other times when everything else is showing out and you're like, listen, hey, it's like, it's springtime. Like, Really zhuzh it up. Like, let's be like, they don't. They're just like, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm good like this, you know? So it, it's. They've it's got re- that reverse seasonal depression. They do. Like, yeah. They, they do their own thing. <laughs> and it, it just, it's very interesting, you know? And it, there, it is this beacon of hope, you know, during a rough time that was a lot more dodgy back then than it is mm. now. And. You know, people would bring it into the house to decorate. Uh, it was, you know, it very, very, very tied to the winter solstice, to uh, Yuletide festivities, and of course, eventually Christmas, as you know, things were repackaged. Um, but wreaths, <laughs> garlands, uh, colorful sprigs, things were they were woven together and placed uh, in a home for. A variety of reasons, right? So, like one, you know, so you had this to, to symbolize the return of color. You know, the, the spring will come and the flowers will come and things will bloom and we will have color again and the light is coming back now that the shortest night or the longest night is passing. So they're only going to get shorter from here on out. And it's celebrating, you know, the resilience of you know, this was just a time like 
you know, if you've made it through the longest night, it's like, no, winter's not over. It's like midwinter, you know, kind of the same thing. It's like, you can think of it as like, I saw oftentimes it gets confusing because you have midsummer, which is like very clear. It's like middle of summer, but you all people think it's like the end of winter. And it's, it's like, you're still in it. It's still midwinter, essentially, but you're halfway through it. And it's just that this, this hope uh, of the warmer times and the times of abundance, when you can easily go out and get food and, and whatnot, those will come again. And also just to bring nature into home and encourage uh, this partnership of human and nature and everything else like that as the new year comes. Sometimes also, it was to protect the home from some fussy fairies. Maybe you've got some fairies Ooh. that are giving you some grief. Uh, you mm. could put it in your house to be like, listen to me, you fairies, you can't do this. You cannot act this way in this house. You cannot. And they would stop, apparently. Uh, on the flip, flip Brother, side. Hmm. If the fairies are doing anything, I'm going to let them do it. I'm too scared to even gently say, please stop. That's fine. You know, I mean, you just, you just tell them, you know, put their stuff outside and be like, out here. This is out here. Is where That's you, fine. Is where you are. Um, but on the flip side of, you know, getting the fairies back in line, uh, it was also, you could use it to... Let fairies shelter in your home or come through, pass through your home, uh, and not really have any friction between you and them. So it's like, listen, you can stay here oh. if you fucking act right. You know, like if you, if you mind your manners, you're, you could stay here. So it, it's just hmm. like almost like a peacekeeping thing that's just like, y'all stay over on your end. You stay over. You, we stay over here and we're cool and we'll do our thing. Huh. And this was this was by bringing it inside or just having it planted around the home? Bringing it inside uh, the house. Yeah. Yeah. Having it as like a, a decoration or, or whatnot just brought in. Run up to your mom's house quick and put some inside. Yeah. Snip some sprigs. So yeah. apparently, so this was like a fun little, a fun little thing, apparently, uh, like just piece of folklore tradition. That uh, whoever, uh, whichever of the couple brought the holly into the house first gets to kind of like wear the pants the common year. And oh, God. Yes, yeah, so that's like a fun thing. And I was like, I mean, it's like fun to think about. But way back then, like, I doubt the wife, like, even if she brought it Can in first, it would it? make a damn because she's too busy being chronically pregnant, like every waking second. <laughs> so, like, I, it would be one of those things where it's like, the guy would like, as a treat, let her bring in the holly, and then they would both laugh about it. But it was like, would be condescending. It'd be yeah. like, oh, oh, the little lady is gonna be in trouble. Oh, I better do what she says. Yeah, as yeah. she's tied up, you know, with her legs in the air, literally just pumping them out. Just wondering if, oh, I wonder if this is the one that's gonna kill me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great times. Um, God. <laughs> so. Holly and Yule are intertwined pretty tight also because we cannot forget about the forever war between the Oak King yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Holly King from Celtic mythology. So Man, they're really they're always really going at it. Fighting. It doesn't ever stop. Man. Uh really 
really have a lot to say to each other about who should be in charge and when. When do they, like, take a break to eat a food? I like to think immediately upon that's like the first thing they do. It's like so they win, and then they got they got to run real real quick to like the throne to where like the last year they hit a box of ho hos or something, and then like, they they know there's a few seconds while the other one's licking their wounds that they can like scarf down all of those, and then they're good for another year. And the other one's just like, oh, shit, my ho-hos. Yeah, yeah, they're gone, man. Oh, that'd be an extra, mm. like, salt in the wound. Like, you know, you're you, mm. for six months, you're not in charge anymore, but they ate all your ho-hos. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you got your ass kicked, and you don't get any ho-hos. Fuck. <sighs> this is a sad story we've... It's really sad. Anyway, tell, <laughs> so, tell us the real story. Anyway, well, it's kind of laced throughout. So, but you mm. can think about why this story was more relevant too when you think about how much more people used to be connected to nature than how we are now. People watched everything and paid attention. The path of the sun, you know, paid close attention to the length of the days, like subtle signs around them as to what was coming. You know, they didn't have like the Weather Channel app. So like they had to pay attention and sniff the air and be like, a storm's coming. You know, like you just had to pay attention and feel and use your senses. And this goes for the sun and this fantastic, glorious return that every, you know, it's just like, oh, everybody's so ready for it. Because again, what what else are you doing other than watching the trajectory of the sun? And so, you know, throughout the year during, because of how our our planet is like tilted among other things the sun looks as if it you know it's basically it makes like a path across the sky like reaches a northernmost point and a southernmost point and then it crosses the equator and so with that you have the northernmost point which is the summer solstice solstice summer southernmost point which is the winter solstice and when it crosses the equator is the spring and fall equinox and around like at the time when it reaches its northernmost or southernmost point, the sun kind of looks like it stops climbing anymore. You know, like it almost is like it, it holds steady in that in that place for like a few days, and that's where the that's word when he's eating his That's where the word solstice comes from, too. You're right, bro. Oh, and. It, that's it, that's I like to think about that. That's exactly what's happening. That's when the the victor is is just is carbo loading real quick after what all that they went through. <laughs> Can we start saying that? Like when the solstice runs or rolls around, we need to be like, ah, he's up there eating his ho ho. He's up there having him a happy little feast. Good for you. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um. And so that that's actually the root of where like the word solstice comes from was the observation of like it's I don't remember I think I have it in here somewhere but I don't remember but basically the root of the word is like it, it's a still sun you know like the sun's not moving like mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's holding steady there so at the time of the winter solstice it's at like a, the southernmost point. And it appears to just be chilling there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's bottomed out. And that's where we're, we're in, we're in winter solstice time. So I got a little confused on something here because in a lot of places I saw that 
generally the stillness of the sun is for like three or so days. But I saw other places that said 12 days, which is part of where you get the 12 days of Yuletide. Um, Paired with how there was the use of the lunar calendar then, which like left 12 extra days, apparently, that were just kind of like, here they are. Uh, (laughs) So there's, I saw a little bit of bonus days mixed there um as 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 to that and so here's here's something that i found from the royal botanical gardens uh dot mm. uh, canada i think dot ca right that's canada um so here here was just it's a little excerpt it was believed that the sun stood still for 12 days so a log was lit to vanquish darkness banish evil spirits and bring luck for the coming year this was known as hmm. Yuletide. During the 12-day celebration starting on the solstice, houses were decorated with holly, ivy, mistletoe, and other plants. Many of these plants were thought to hold special powers, but they were also used as a reminder of rebirth, a return to longer days, the planting of crops, and the world becoming verdant again. Yuletide became Christmastide, and many pagan beliefs and rituals were absorbed by the church into Christmas celebrations. December 25th was the chosen was chosen as the date for Christmas due to its proximity to the solstice. So No. No. <laughs> as that birthday. <laughs> and keep in mind. There was no fucking Love Island for people to tune into during these boring, oh, dark God. times of winter. Live. And there was nature itself. And so in order to explain nature and the changes, stories and myths were created to make the, the natural world make more sense. Here you have the Oak King and the Holly King, representations of summer and winter, you know, this period of light period of dark both necessary both fighting for rule both always in a constant cycle together never Mm. ending Mm. and people even ancient peoples regardless of where they lived on the earth were very well aware of this because peoples all across the earth paid big time attention to the sun a lot there's all kinds of monuments all over the earth built to tracking this exact trajectory of the sun across the sky where it lines up on solstices and equinoxes and things like that it really really mattered and so you so this return is is a big deal you know back in times when people lived when their clocks were on the clocks of of this of the return of the sun and just the clock of nature itself and holly is important here uh, important in this time and important enough that the the king that signifies the whole dark half of the year, the whole winter solstice vibe, all that is associated with holly. And with this, the holly king, from a lot of what I was seeing, is is typically kind of described as having a somewhat familiar appearance, having a white beard, uh, red clothing or red accents and oh, sprigs of shit. holly tangled in his beard and hair. That's right, folks. The Holly King is for sure an inspiration to Father Santa. And well, are you telling me that the Holly King and the Oak King eternal battle is between the Green Man and Santa? Isn't that a fucking battle? A, a movie to watch. Wow. I know. <laughs> Holy shit. And, awesome. And it, I, I, 
I, it was very interesting, right? And, and of course, you know, you have other you have other inputs into Santa as we now know. But I thought that was very interesting, and I see it, you know just make I see Santa differently too. Ever since we did that bonus episode on Patreon about Santa and Mrs. Claus and like how things are really going on up there. I really permanently oh. altered how I see Santa Claus <laughs> forever, dude. I can't go back from that shit. Um, I'm I the opposite. I buried that one deep, and I <laughs> buried it. I I pulled a cask of Amontillado and I put it behind a brick wall <laughs> until you just said that. There it is. <laughs> oh. So Holly and Yule and Christmas are pretty entwined tightly together, apparently to the point that uh, parts of Britain Holly, like in parts of Britain Holly was once referred to simply as Christmas, which is so funny to me. <laughs> I just That's so <laughs> silly to me. <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> wow. Uh and and in the same vein in pre-Victorian times Christmas trees were meant uh, like a holly bush. Like oh a Christmas tree it was a holly bush with the the red berries and shit mm. on them. <laughs> I know. Isn't that stupid? Christmas. I don't I don't, just Christmas. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, folklore of Holly is not solely connected with Yuletide festivities, though. So, like several other trees native to where you know, to this area, like people believed that it had they had protective properties. Right? Uh, there were taboos against cutting down a holly bush, especially a wild one, um, and they were often left uncut in hedgerows uh, when other like when they were trimmed. Uh, just I, because I, I guess it's like you don't trim, you don't trim them. Um, this is similar to I think if I recall correctly, Christmas. I think it was, I think it was Hawthorne. I think Hawthorne was the same way. Like you don't go cutting down Hawthorne trees because it really pisses off the fairies. Holly trees were traditionally uh, planted near houses to provide protection from lightning, which is fun. So. Um, I know, but there's a, there's, there's nugs of real, bro. So European I don't know. mythology had Holly associated, uh, with your, your thunder gods. So you've got Thor, uh, you got Thor in there, uh, Tyrannus, Tyrannus. I don't know that many gods. Uh, we now know that these leaves actually do like are kind of like lightning rods. Like they can, they can like lightning conduct, like they can help actually protect other things by helping direct lightning and survive. So there was interestingly some, some truth there. It seems to be the very distinct shape to the leaves in part, uh, hmm. seems to be part of it, but yeah, they can, they can handle it. Um, and so that was from treesforlife.org.uk. So <laughs> if you've got some holly bushes around, ask them if maybe you could take a small bit to to craft a, a little a little thing, a holly wreath, a Yule tide decoration. Maybe you want to use some to uh decorate your Yule log or 
stick some in a garland, anything like that. You got some fairies giving you trouble. You got some fairies that you need to get back in in line, get you some holly, put it in your house. Uh, got lightning strikes, plant a bush right by your house. <laughs> Take care of that problem right for you. And, and as <laughs> we approach this upcoming winter solstice where the holly king falls to the oak king yet again two sides of the same coin as the sun returns to us slowly and surely with the green holly leaves and the red berries promising us that more color and new life is soon to come and the dark's going away and the sun's coming back which is lit and better whoa yeah Uh, listen can you imagine being alive in the time where they very first, or at least the very first that they knew of, were slowly watching the sun get farther and farther away? And they could, like, document that. Can you imagine the fear for, like, six months? Yeah, just wondering if they, it was just going to keep happening and just keep getting more and yeah, more. Like, yeah, like, is it floating away? What is happening? Yeah, and not knowing. And then when it starts to come back, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it just ping-pongs back to where it's supposed to go. Mm. It's very interesting. I, I would I would, I would, would very much worship that sun for coming back. I could see where that... Yeah, I mean, the sun is like the, like the way that we live. Like every bit of energy that we consume, that anything consumes, comes from the sun. So it's like without that... We're boned. Says you. Mine comes from Taco Bell. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> Mine's that cheesy bacon smoky or whatever it is. <laughs> Bro, the chicken bacon smoked cheesy from uh, fucking Schlotsky's cannot be compared to mm. Taco Bell. It, it's, it's at least on, I don't know, it's at least elevated a, a couple inches above it in and in delicious quality. <laughs> I love that goddamn sandwich. It was I had it for lunch. It, it oh, it was real good. I I needed a big lunch today. I made myself Saka, a big lunch. I could, I named myself. Oh, what'd you have? Well, you inspired me because your lunch sounded so good with your smoked cheesy and potato soup and I was like, "Well, fuck." That sounds real good. Mm. And but I didn't want to put in a lot of effort, right? And I had uh some <laughs> some like vegetarian goises that I just like pan fry in sesame oil. And I, I had like a little packet of 12 of those and they're delicious. They're fucking fantastic. And I had a half a block of tofu that I cut into slabs and then pan fried it and then oh, just had oh, them all yeah. dipped in soy sauce. So it was just not my healthiest, but not my unhealthiest, but it was delicious oh god i could i could drink soy sauce dude and i know it's not real so soy sauce but like if it was i'd I'd die i'd love it even more oh fuck man i i would i would let soy sauce slither down my throat i know day of the week i love it Mm. and tofu i love tofu bro i love it i love it a lot yeah my dude some places, like, dude, some place, some restaurants that you would go to in Japan would bring, like, the silken, like, tofu stuff. Like, the soft, 
fucking to- like they would bring it to your table like some restaurants bring bread or chips and salsa and i would hoover it down interesting i generally see i i'll eat any tofu you put a tofu in front of me i'll eat it i do like it though mm. i mm-hmm. like it crispy a little bit like if it's in like a fried rice kind of scenario and it's been crisped up a little bit like mm. m- more often than not when i'm eating mm. tofu i've pan fried it a little bit and, and giving it a little bit of crass yeah. and some sizzle. If I'm eating it at home, I will definitely, I will pan fire it. Cause just cause like the little packages, the little wet packages they come in kind of freak me out. And it's like, I need to at least heat it up. Yeah. It's like, I gotta, I gotta like dry like fresh. a little. Oh, so good, baby. Love it. Anyway. Wow. Um, I suppose it's announcement time. It's announcement time. Yeah, it is. We should have done it at the top, but I didn't remember. But yeah, we do. We do have a special OnlyFans announcement. We're excited about it. Yeah, man. We will be back next week. So so we, we've done one. We did our OnlyFans debut uh, when we were in Marshall, Texas, and... We're going to give it a go again, and this time we're going to try it. Texas. Burleson? Burlington? Coat Factory. Um, Burleson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one we're going to be trying uh-huh. remotely. So we're going to see how that goes. Like, well, you'll be seeing us recording from our own, like, little separate places. Um, we'll still make it a thing. We'll still make it fun. And that will be live on OnlyFans on Monday. So stay tuned for that. We'll probably, you know, we'll announce, like, more details, times, and whatnot as it gets closer. But uh, we charge minimum prices on that. It's like five for the live, three for if you miss the live and want to get it later. And uh, you could, you could, you could give us a give us a look over there. We had fun. It was a rowdy time. You got to see me eat shit, uh, and and it was yeah, it was yeah, good. Ate shit twice, I, I believe. Yeah, it was very you clumsy day. Twice, very very clumsy day. Mm-hmm. And not only is it a live for lives' sake, but it's also uncut early access that's the whole other thing you know what what early access so yeah this will be done on monday two days before the episode comes out so if you want to give it a look and also just get on to OnlyFans for the lulls which is a huge reason why we do it it's great um you can join us over there be on the lookout for more um stuff we'll put the OnlyFans uh, our link in the show notes here if you want to go and become a fan you can become a fan and it will just show up oh. right there for you uh and uh anyway yeah that is uh that's our OnlyFans announcement next week I, we'll do it i do want to say we we have another thing planned for OnlyFans that we briefly mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking about a review of a sex toy that uh, yes. w- was stumbled across. And Mace had the idea. She was like, you know, we should we should read this for OnlyFans. But but not only that, we should possibly work that into our OnlyFans um, repertoire. Is just the occasional reading or grouping of readings, or maybe just a special where we read. The best of the best sex toy reviews that we can find. And, yeah. you know, since that w- idea was brought up, I have looked at some of the more ridiculous, not, I don't want to say ridiculous because I don't want to like be that way about it, but some of the more, let's call it extravagant, um, sexual 
enhancers online and and because with those elaborate and expensive machines come the elaborate let me tell you dude i mean and i think that is why i thought that this one was not a joke was because i had read a few by this point and was just like this was kind of a i don't know there were just a few like oh kind of reviews you know and i I think I came into uh-huh. this one and I was just like, oh, God damn. <laughs> but um, it could very well not. God be, damn. Uh, it could very well be a, a, a joke. And if that's the case, I would shake their hand. Um, I, my brain immediately thought that it was um, meant to be funny because I think that any anything else would, would break me. Um, however... Please stay tuned because that is something that I think would be a glorious fun time to record. We might, we might even, um, I was going to say we might even do that live, but I don't know about that because I don't know. I don't know. That seems like it could be dangerous to do live. I could read this live. I mean, it would be fun. It would have to have breaks of, of laughter breath. It would need... It would ha- oh absolutely, and I would need to like at least skim the review first. Oh no, these because, would be like, selected. Yeah, you never I, know. these would be pre-selected yes. for sure. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. We will come prepared. Yeah, so uh, that is onlyfans.com/slash/wbh podcast. The links to that, as well as our Patreon, our Instagram, our yeah, everything. Our email, if you want to send us spooky stories, send us your spooky stories with the word spooky in the title. Uh, advertisement inquiries can go, in, inquiries, inquiries can go to our email, gmail.com. Nope. No, it's wabapodcast at gmail.com. All of this is down in the show notes. You know it. You know it by now. All right, then. Wow. I think we did it. Right? I feel... <laughs> <laughs> period i feel i feel you know those old manglers that people would do when they hand wash their laundry and they would run it through the mangler to squeeze out yeah everything i feel like i've been run through one of those yeah i am i am also i need a, spent. I need a beverage yeah i'm spent uh yeah. now i'm inspired i'm Gosh. gonna probably spend the rest of my evening sleuthing adamandeve.com for reviews Dude, because all we too. need is like all we need to do is each bring especially if they're good long like lengthy ones we each only need to bring like three and we we're done we've got a whole we can hop on at any time and and do that yeah 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 yes yes you know what we should do we should mm-hmm. do them with video and like just you know do that and we should just do ridiculous makeup yes saucy 80s porno makeup yes big blue eyeshadow with red yes which i just would love to do anyway because that's fun makeup to do so yes absolutely oh absolutely yeah okay well all right it's a plan uh keep on the lookout for that and uh, we will see you next time and some of you will be seeing live next time on the witch bitch amateur hour Wow. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.